0: My name is Dana Alston. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Here are the three biggest stories from the past week. On Monday, Emily Goodykuns from the Daily Emerald reported that total resident tuition at UO has risen by 87% in the last 10 years. With tuition increases continuing to be a hot-button issue, what does tuition look like in the coming year? Then, on Tuesday, Hannah Koenig from the Emerald reported a story covering the university senate's goals for winter term. And finally, last Friday, U.S. Senator Ron Wyden came to campus to discuss UO's sexual assault reporting policy. Today is Saturday, January 19th. You're listening to the Daily Emerald Weekly News Wrap-Up. I'm Alec Cowan. I'm the podcast editor with the Daily Emerald. I'm Michael Tobin, senior news reporter. Our lead story... Total resident tuition and fees have risen by 87.6% in the last 10 years, while UO's state funding dropped at the same time. Funding hit a record low in 2012 and has increased some each year since. State funding for UO is still around over $13 million less than in 2008, according to funding reports. According to funding records. This story was reported by Emily Goodikins. So Michael Tuition has been a hot-button issue since the UO's Board of Trustees approved a 10.6% tuition increase last year. Oregon lawmakers knocked it down to 6.5%, but the likelihood that tuition will remain flat this year is pretty unlikely. What do costs look like this year? So next year,
1: UO is estimated to have a $16.7 million cost increase, and for context, it was a $25 million increase that caused the 6.5% increase from last year. UO administrators are also expecting a $20.5 million annual cost hike in the next eight years. The UO Tuition and fees Advisory Board is made up of 16 different administrators, deans, educators, and student representatives, and it will spend the next month discussing and hearing tuition proposals. They will send a recommendation to UO Provost uh, Janeth Bonavar and President Michael Schill in February. And just as it happened last year, President Schill will let the recommendation sit for a month to allow time for public comment and further examination, and after that, he's going to send it to the Board of Trustees with his request. In March, the Board will vote on the rates, and if it exceeds 5%, the proposal will be sent to a state committee for review. And it's worth picking up the paper this week. We have a great series of charts in Emily's story explaining how UO's budget is divided up and where most of UO's funding comes from. Ultimately, the Tuition Fees and Advisory Board has spoken on some options to avoid a huge tuition increase. These options include expanding the campus to be able to hold about 3,000 more students over the next eight years, and this would require a new dorm, teaching building, and faculty. ASUO leaders expressed uh, reservations about this being the only solution. Cutting budgets, lowering salaries, dipping into other funds, and lobbying for better state funding
0: are also ways that were suggested to avoid a bigger tuition increase. For our second story, the University Senate did a lot last term. It began reforms of sexist and racist course evaluations, launched efficient transfer agreements between community college and universities in Oregon, and it also voted to support the UO Student Collective following their protest of President Schill. Hannah Koenig reported this story. And so this term, the Senate will be voting on a new array of issues as well. What exactly are these issues, Michael? So
1: the Senate will be voting on a new general education curriculum, or as they call it, core education for short. This new curriculum aims to streamline the first year of study at UO by offering major specific tracks um, of study for incoming students. The Senate introduced this issue on Wednesday and will be voting on it later in the term. The redesign was requested by the university's accreditors to keep general education requirements more in line with the university's mission. Um, These will essentially be major specific tracks of study. So for example, if a student wanted to major in business, they would take the business specific track of study and take prerequisites for business classes in conjunction with their general education requirements. Undeclared students would take a more broad track so as to expose them to other potential majors. And then what else is there on top of that? So on top of that, the Senate will vote on a new expedited tenure process. Incoming faculty are not offered tenure at the university, and this new process would make the wait time, which can be up to six months or longer, much shorter. The aim of changing the process is to attract acclaimed faculty um, to the school, according to Faculty Senate President Chris Sinclair. And then the final goal is a discussion on the second resolution from the UO Student Collective. If you don't recall, that was the group that interrupted President Schill's State of the University address and have been fighting conduct charges for the past four months. Uh, The second resolution aims to reduce the prevalence of white supremacy on campus in order to make the university more inclusive. The Senate discussed the resolution on Wednesday, and it is scheduled to be voted on later in the term.
0: And for our last story... There was a pretty special guest on campus last Friday.
1: That's right, Alec. Before his town hall at Lane Community College um, last Friday, Oregon Senator Ron Wyden stopped by on campus to meet with UO President Michael Schill and Brenda Tracy, a sexual assault prevention advocate. And
0: what was the purpose of this meeting?
1: So the plan for this meeting all goes back to a story that unfolded last November, Senator Wyden expressed concern over uh, UO's handling of the Cavell Bigby-Williams investigation, and it prompted a series of letters between him and President Schill, which ultimately led to this meeting.
0: And that's a pretty big deal for a federal senator to get involved in something like this at the University of Oregon. So how did the meeting go?
1: Yeah, you're right, Alec. It is a big deal. Um, How the meeting went really depends on who you ask. So President Schill called last Friday's meeting a productive dialogue despite what he referred to as tough questions. Tracy, on the other hand, was not satisfied with the meeting, and she told me, quote, They're standing firm that they did nothing wrong. I left there feeling like this could happen again and probably will, unquote.
0: And you can read more about all these stories online at dailyemerald.com. Com. That's all we have time for today. My name is Alec Cowan. And I'm Michael Tobin. And if you would like to hear more from Emerald Media or the Emerald Podcast Network, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and listen to these episodes right on the Emerald homepage at DailyEmerald.com. Thanks for listening.